0: Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. These are the stories of our tribe. They are important, powerful, and will undoubtedly change you. Uh Uh Hi, everybody. Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. And today we are super excited because we have a special guest in the Beautiful Disaster studio. This is Tiffany Cook, and she won the golden ticket from the You Don't Know My Story promotion. So, in case you guys don't know what the heck I'm talking about, we did a promotion when we launched the You Don't Know My Story collection, and we put a golden ticket inside one piece of clothing from that collection, and that golden ticket got shipped to Tiffany. So, I'm going to let her tell you the story of how she discovered the golden ticket, because she didn't even know the
1: promotion was happening. So, tell us what happened. (laughs) So, um... I actually saw that you guys were um, doing a new um, You Don't Know My Story um, shirt yep. and everything. And I was like, oh, well, I really want that shirt. I have to have it. Yeah, so I was it. like, okay, <laughs> I know that I'm not getting my paycheck yet, but I'm I'm so doing this. So I was like, okay, well, you guys usually do free shipping if you order a couple things. So yep. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it anyway. So I went ahead and I did it. And I was like, okay, so I waited for it, and of course, my husband was like, you did what? And I was like, "Oh, another package yeah. from Beautiful Disaster yep. showed up, and Tiffany was in trouble again. And yes, I was, <laughs> and I opened it, and this golden ticket fell out, and I was like, what is this? Right. What, what is this? And it had been a while since I'd been on anything, because I work graveyards. And um, my son was like, "Well, what is that?" And I'm going, "I don't know." And I was like, "Okay." So I'm sitting there reading it, and it says, "Well, you you won this," and I'm like, "Oh, it's probably you know there's a couple people," and I'm he's like, "Well, it says it says you got to read this," so I get on, and I'm looking at it, and it says, "It says one." Why says it says just one. One just golden one ticket. Person. And I'm going, "Oh." Okay, so that's when I emailed you, yep. and you were super excited. Yep. And I'm like, "It's just, it, I was floored. Yes. I was like, one person. Yes, what are the odds? Because I'm <laughs> I'm one of the biggest fans. I'm right. always ordering, and I'm yep. always getting in trouble for. He's <laughs> like, "When am I gonna get a handsome devil? When am I gonna right. get this? When right. am I gonna get? And honey, it's not always about you. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I want my stuff. Oh,
0: well, we love that. I love the fact that you were totally taken by surprise. I was. And that you had no idea that there was only one golden ticket and you won it. She won an all-expense-paid trip to come here to Beautiful Disaster Headquarters. And we're super excited to have you. There's a little backstory. So Tiffany has been in the Beautiful Disaster Tribe for a couple of years now, right? Yes. Yes. A couple years, yeah. she has shared her story with us previously on the yeah. Beautiful Disaster blog, and we're so excited to have her yeah. here so that she can tell her story live in our studio, so that we can distribute her story in a much bigger and more powerful way, so that it will help other women in the tribe. Absolutely. So let's start with your story. So take us back to the beginning. You know, growing up, I know it was it was oh, rough. So. Rough. so. Start oh where gosh. you want to start.
1: Um, well, um, as early as I can remember, um, starting at five. Um, my my mom my mom had six of us, but my mom gave up my older brother. Um, so her firstborn, Her first. She gave up for adoption. She gave up okay. for adoption, and then there was me, and um, then she had. A few more people. I mean, there's five of us kids. Yeah, right. And we all started with D's. obsessed <laughs> with D's. Um, but at the age of three, she divorced my father because my father is a raging alcoholic. They had issues with drinking. Mm. So it was just one of those things. And so, unfortunately, we ended up moving into this trailer. Okay. And um, she got together with this horrible army guy he he, he military ex-military he's always in the brinks he's just he's mm. abusive mm. And physically emotionally mentally all of it. everything just horrible to yeah. us kids to my mother just and he he put on a really good persona
0: mm. really
1: did he just everyone thought he was amazing sure. but behind closed doors right I mean, you never know what's going on with people. You you really you just you don't. You really don't. You don't. No. So that's why I always say be nice to people because you know you just don't know. What you don't want. know their story. Exactly. <laughs> you don't. You just yeah. you don't know. I mean, someone could be diagnosed with cancer. Someone could. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. So he was always good at putting on that that great that smile, mask. that mask, and yeah. we always had to pretend to. Right. So at the age of five, um, I ended up having to figure out what it was like to have sex for the first time. Jesus Christ. I have a five-year-old daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's little. My uncle um, came into, he was babysitting us so that my mom and him could go out and I don't know what they did. But not only was I forced to have sex with my uncle, but my brothers were watching The whole time they were laughing, they didn't know what was going on. It's not their fault, right? um, It was like a game.
0: Oh God!
1: And so I, I just remember laying there, and it was, it it was just horrible. I just I was like, why, why, right? And I remember my brothers laughing, and they, like I said, they thought it was a game. Right. They couldn't comprehend the level of trauma that was going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually, I, I mean, I got over it. I forgot. Did you I, tell I, anyone? I I tried to tell my mom. Yeah? And uh, they, they they brushed it under the, the carpet. That's how it went in my family. Yeah. Brushed it under the rug. Right. It was just, just you know. Right. My grandma hates me to this day because later on, he ended up in prison for raping an old lady. Oh, jeez. In uh, Weezer, Idaho. And he's still sitting in prison for it. Wow! He's got life because he's raped so many people. Turned into a rapist. Right. And
0: he didn't turn into a rapist. He was he already. Just, a he rapist. was already a rapist. Yeah.
1: exactly. And uh, they brought up my situation from right. when I was a kid. Right. My grandma was so pissed off about the whole situation that they brought up my situation, and she was like, "They shouldn't be bringing up that stuff. It's family." And I was like, "Like it happened." Yeah. Why? Why do you expect me to shut my mouth? Why? Right. And that's what I think that people need to understand is that you don't have to shut up. No, you need to speak out. Yeah, you, you just have to. Yeah, as don't hard shut up. as hard as it can exactly. be, and yeah.
0: I can imagine that being as young as you were, and it being swept under the carpet, that could almost teach you to keep your mouth shut. Oh yeah, you know for the longest for the longest time. Because after you t- tell somebody so many times and nothing happens, it's like, why tell?
1: Yeah, it seemed pointless because right. you were, I was just, people just shut me down so many times.
0: Well, thank and, God
1: you didn't stop telling. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've always wanted to be able to just, I mean, I, I just kept telling people. I even called hell and welfare on my mother. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I know it's terrible, but it's at not the same time, it's terrible to, call it welfare. to my mother. My mom was yeah. like, how dare you? Of course. And it just, I don't know. Wow. And. So that happens at five years old. At five years old.
0: And did she stay with this man? Um, she, Well, that was your uncle, that was but my did uncle, she stay with the military man? She stayed man?
1: with the military man up until think I was about 13 or 14 but I left when I was 12 so okay. I, mean, I don't I don't I mean I ended up going back in when I was 21 because I got pregnant
0: okay so you yeah. shared on our on your blog mm-hmm. a story that I'll never forget about a cat yep when did that happen was that military dude yep so share that story because I just couldn't yeah that's a story that I can't get over so, a part of your story that is just so like
1: yeah. Good
0: God.
1: That will haunt me for probably the rest of my life. Yeah. It's a memory that just It haunts me. Yeah. It I'm sure it, me does. It's it part haunts a lot your of people, story. yeah. Um so I was walking home with a friend of mine. And how old were you at this time? I think I was probably about 7 or 8 maybe. Okay. We were living in the trailer park off of um, Fairview. And uh, it's I don't I don't even know if it's there anymore south of Maple Grove and Fairview or something like that. There was uh, an old, uh, what do they call those? Drive-in. Drive oh, okay, drive-in drive in theater. Yeah, drive-in yeah. theater. Okay. used to be a drive-in theater there. I remember wrecking my bike at one point in time there, cracking my <laughs> head open. <laughs> um, I was walking home with a girlfriend of mine, and this cat was in a canal. And yeah. it was, I got it out of the canal. I was trying to save it. thought to myself, well, if I blow dry it in time before he gets home, he won't do anything. He won't know. It'll be okay. Right. He came home in the middle of me doing this. So you've saved this cat. It's yep.
0: soaking wet. Yeah. You bring it home. You're blow drying it so that you can try to disguise it as like
1: a regular cat. <laughs> yeah, and just you know, take it back outside. Take it and back outside. Let it go. Right. I don't even know why cuz to this day I hate cats. And that's right. probably why. Yeah. Probably why. Yeah, you might have a little trauma about it might cats. Be why I hate cats. I don't know cuz I hate my sister's cats and so <laughs> So he um, comes home. He comes home in the middle of it. And there is a, there's two doors in this trailer. One's in the back, back room, right. and then there's one in the front, the right. sliding glass door. He throws this cat out mm. of the door. And he tells me Go to your room. Right. And I know what that means. You have to wait for your punishment. That's always what it meant. So I'm waiting in my room, and of course, he comes in. And I remember he climbs on top of me like a cat. And he just starts beating me. Mm. And it seemed like hours yeah, had gone by. I mean, and it just, oh, forever and then he's just done. Just done. He gets off of me, and he tells me, "It's okay. you can go play now. Mm. You can, you can go play now." Yeah, I was just like, "What?" Like you're just gonna like, dry open. your tears. Yeah, or... wipe off the blood because my my face was bloody. Yeah. So I go clean myself up. I go over to my friend Robin's house. And I knock on the door and her mother, her face, Mm. her face, she opened the door and she just let out this, like, her face was just like. Yeah, right. Horrified. Petrified. Yeah. She was just like, what the fudge? Yeah. And she called the cops. Right. Rightfully so. Yes. So all of us children were taken away from my mother mm. for I don't know how long, but the kicker is he only had to take anger management for that.
0: Just some anger anger management. Anger management and that anger was it. Management. So when yeah. you got taken away from your mom, you and your siblings at that time, mm-hmm. did you get returned to your mom? Yep. So after a certain, and he was still there.
1: No, he got taken out of the house.
0: Okay. For the so two he weeks. had to leave. Oh, for two weeks. For two weeks. Okay. For two weeks. And then he got to come back because he apologized. So now you're back in the home with your mom, mm-hmm. and he gets to come back home. Uh-huh. That's just... Yeah. It's just shocking. Yeah. So that's seven, eight years old, and it's only a few more years down the road, and you leave. Because yeah. you said you left around 12, 13. I left 13. around 12. Tell us about that time.
1: My real dad, I called my real dad. I finally got a hold of my real dad, and I told him, I, I said, I can't. I mean, I had tried to commit suicide. Mm. I was tired of being beat. Um, At this point, I I had had my two front teeth damn near knocked out of my head. Right. Because I moused off to him finally. Right. Jumped on his back, and I was, I don't know, he sent me into an asthma attack at one point. Right. Because he hit me so hard in the back Mm. that I was just like, oh, I've had enough. And I... Something snapped in me, and I did it in front of my mother. I jumped on his back, and I started hitting him. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, I'd hate to see you in a fight. Right. And I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm so tired of this. So I slipped my wrist, and Mm. that's part of the reason why I've got tattoos on my wrist, is to cover it up. Right. Because how do you explain that to somebody? Sure. You know? Well, you were hurting. I tried to kill myself because my dad wouldn't quit beating me. Yeah. And he's not even my real dad. Yeah, and right. my mom allowed it. And my mom, still to this day, she says she's sorry, but it's like, how does a mom allow that for 13 years? I I, I don't know.
0: I don't, I don't know how. I don't either. The, and I don't know your mom. And I don't know your uh, mom's story.
1: She's she's. But the she's all, scared of being alone. Well, I get it. And back then, yeah, it was more acceptable. It, it really was. Yeah, I mean... Men were allowed to do that. Nowadays, people, they do frown upon it. Right. It happens a lot more than people think, though. Oh, for sure. It, it absolutely still happens. Absolutely. Yeah. So you
0: call your biological father,
1: so I you can't take it anymore. For a little bit. He has another daughter. Who looks a lot like me her name is Bobby Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I remember at 16 going back over there at one point in time asking for his help and he wanted me to leave and she was I think four years old oh wow standing at his leg holding on to his leg while he told me to leave but Mm. that was her everything right and I had to leave right and now he tries to get a hold of me and everything. And he's right. like, I need you. I want you in my life. And I'm like, no, you, I wasn't good enough for you when I was little. Yeah. Go away.
0: So, so that brings you up to that, like, 12, 13-year-old mm-hmm. mark. Mm-hmm. Let's go to when you met who you thought was your Prince Charming, who turned out to be your worst nightmare.
1: He was a drug dealer. Mm. Um, he was on methamphetamines. Were you using drugs at that time? No. no. Did you know he was
0: that. a drug dealer? No. Wow. You
1: would think that I would know, right. but that's how naive I was. Right. I was just so stupid. Right. I just Well, you've had stupid. this
0: programming. Yeah. for Yeah. Fir- how old were you when you met him? I was 24. So for 24 years, you've had this programming of don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Don't say a word, mm-hmm. you know, don't fight yeah. back, take yeah. the abuse. Yep. If you tell anybody, you're not believed anyway. Yeah. So for 24 years, you've had all this programming. So when you say you would think I would know,
1: yeah. I don't think you would know. So keep going. Well, the sad part is I met him downtown mm-hmm. at Cowboy Corner because mm-hmm. that's where we used to party. All right. Um, and I was warned about him. Uh, I really was. You didn't heed the warning. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. I was told he had a past. Okay. And he was on probation. Mm-hmm. And I was told he was found and my step my my mother's new husband, he was semi decent. Right. Um, he says he's got a record over a mile long. Mm. Wake up, Tiff. Right. I, I went over to his work one night. And he was doing the whole mm. kind of mm. jaw jack working on yeah right. working on his car, and I was like, "What is wrong with you?" Right. And he goes, "Don't get mad at me." And I was like, "Okay." And he goes, "Well, I, I use." I was like, "You use what?" Right. And I wasn't in the medical field yet. Like I did some cares for somebody, but I was not I hadn't been a CNA yet. Right. And I just looked at him and I go, what do you mean? Right. He's like, well, I'm on meth. And I go, okay. Yeah. And he goes, it's, it's just a little bit to keep me awake. I have to be able to work. And he's like doing this number Right, and going, right. Oh. Tweaking out. I'm like, oh my God, how could I be so naive? Right. Well, and then I found out I was pregnant. Ugh. So if you would have even had this like little.
0: Glamour. glimmer
1: Glamour of hope of like, I'm out.
0: Boom, that happens.
1: Yeah. Well, and then I told him I was pregnant. Yeah. Well, that didn't go over so well. Yeah. So, luckily, my son was with my mom. He It's okay.
0: Sometimes this just It's hurts. okay. It's okay. It's okay.
1: He, uh, He took my keys to my car and disabled me. And, uh, he locked me in a room for three days. Took my cell phone, and I couldn't come out. He didn't, I didn't get food or water. And I was a good girl, and he told me that, uh, he wanted me to have an abortion. He didn't want her. And I wouldn't agree. And, uh, he said I had to, or else, and uh, so I agreed so I could come out.
0: Yeah. He didn't want her.
1: Not a lot of people know this, but I went through with the abortion. I just tell people that um, she was alive and that she was six months because I didn't want people to know that I had, had an abortion. Right. Because. Um,'
0: to Cause me that it was wasn't, murder. yeah, that
1: wasn't the version. I didn't want people to know that, um I took part of killing my daughter. Mm. and I blame myself for that because I couldn't get out. he wouldn't let me go right. He just wouldn't let me go. and uh, he took me down to the clinic. He got the money from his mom. His mother paid for it, right. And his mother knew what she was paying for, right? Because she didn't want it either. Right. And so, I was four months along already, mm. and they still did it. Yeah. So they put those leaves up inside of you, and you've got to go home and you've got to give it time. Mm. So I had to lay there in bed, knowing what was going right. on, for over an hour, and then I had to go back. Mm. And that was the most excruciating pain that I think I've ever been through. Yeah. And he didn't care. And I was screaming Mm. while they did this, and they told me I had to shut up. Wow. And when we went to the abortion clinic, there were people out there protesting out of everything. Of course, yes. Only in Idaho. No, it happens everywhere. It happens everywhere really I was like you're gonna make me do this you're gonna make me do this I is I don't want to be with you anymore I've got to go I've got to go Yes. I named her and everything her name was supposed to be Elena mm. so on my chest I do have her name yes but I do tell people that she was she was alive she right. was alive to me
0: obviously we just spent time talking about what was the worst part of your life Mm -hmm. I want to now put focus on your healing, your recovery, and what has turned into the best part of your life. So let's talk about how you got yourself up from that horrible place and became a CNA. And I I find it interesting because a lot of the women in our tribe that have been through these horrific traumas are in healthcare and are caregivers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like it's easy
1: to take care of other people, but you always forget to take care of yourself, yeah. Always. So, what are you going to do different now? I'm just going to have to you got to surround yourself with positive people. You really we have, have to. to find
0: your tribe, yeah. You really do, and positive people, yes. The Beautiful yes. Disaster Tribe is yes. incredible. There's yes. women that are you know miles ahead of you in healing and yes. then there's women that are miles behind you yes. in healing and the tribe that we have c- cultivated through beautiful disaster is incredible if there was anything that you could say to somebody that's going through something like what you've been through what would you say to
1: them get yourself a plan
0: beautiful disaster is so much more than a clothing company and We're just so honored to have women like you in our tribe, and I want to sincerely honor your story, and thank you for sharing it with us and with the tribe, and you know, it was no accident that you
1: got that golden ticket, and that you're able to be here. God brought it to me, I'm telling you, I truly believe that. To
0: everybody out there, we know that you have a story, and we know that sometimes you can't share it or you don't have you haven't found the voice to be able to share it yet and we hope that through listening to the other stories of the members in the beautiful disaster tribe that you can take whatever it is that you need from that story and it can help to change your story so thank you to everybody so much for listening watching and thank you so much tiffany for being here being so open and sharing your story with us join our private facebook group and you'll find a lot of support and resources in there as well so thank you to everybody for listening and watching and we will catch you on the next episode of perfectly imperfect with beautiful disaster bye thank you guys